This is Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, the best PlayStation podcast on the entire internet. If you're looking for a different PlayStation podcast to listen to than mine, you probably want to listen to podcasts beyond. But if you need a PlayStation podcast even after that, then you're in the right place for PlayStation experience. Have yourselves a very good time. Welcome to the land of long live play, where greatness used to be always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation experience. It is I, your boy, Dat Ninja Dev, and as usual, I am joined by Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good, but I got to tell you, it's still where greatness is always waiting because that that new thing they got is (laughs) super trash, and we will not be using it. I veto that. (laughs) We got one veto, one Uh veto. All right. (laughs) How you doing? That other voice you just briefly heard was the Platinum Princess herself, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you this uh, I wouldn't say I'm great, but I'm trying. Uh, also, uh, you know, just don't call the cops for mental health wellness checks, please. I don't need armed officers showing up to check on my mental health while I'm trying to just work and, you know, focus on stuff. Guys, let's have mental health professionals do mental health checks, please. That's a fact. Real talk. Real talk. There's no reason to send an officer to do a job that they are not really equipped to handle whatsoever. This this man was he walked into the store, I'm serving a customer. He I noticed that he's carrying a gun and not a taser like they normally do uh around here. Uh so I'm like, "Oh, fa- fantastic. What's going on?" He's like, "Hey, uh so someone called we're a little concerned you know maybe you were mentioned you were afraid of some knives that are around or stuff like that and i was like hey great you're armed i'm gonna do whatever i can to get you out of here right now because i no, just no you don't send armed cops to do mental health wellness checks it does not make the person's mental health better in fact dear reader it makes it worse that's yeah that's super weird just yeah. And yeah. stupid. It's not great. Also, they wouldn't tell me who called because. All right. And the only reason they even knew is because I told one of my coworkers what I did on Thursday night. Like, I, you know, I'll be honest. I went to the psych ward because I was concerned about feelings I was having. So, you know, they gave me some mental health resources and I'm working on it. Uh, so I told the coworker at Avondale because. They were like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, You know, and I'm assuming a customer overheard and called the cops. So. I think not only America, but countries in general have to get better when it comes to dealing with mental health because. Yeah. They are. I, I waited in the emergency room for four hours before they saw me on Thursday night. Yeah, that sounds accurate. I. That uh, sounds. Part I told course. them I was afraid of stuff that I might, you know, do, and they left me in the waiting room for four hours before they saw me. Yeah, that's a big problem. I think Sorry we gotta get do better. Dark at the start nah. of the podcast, guys, but 
No, I mean, you know, that's just real talk. It's that's where we're at right now, you know. There's so much going on, not to mention, you know, any other underlying things you have that you're dealing with in your own personal life. You throw on top of it all the protests, you throw on top of it the fact that we're still in a pandemic. And I mean how about the fact that uh, it's now legal for it's now legal for ambulance drivers to leave me for dead if they don't like the fact that I'm trans. Yes, that is true. So fun. Fun. (sighs) <sighs> this country is going just taking so many steps back. It's funny. Me and my wife, we were watching the, uh, I forgot what it was called. It was called uh, Back in 92 or something. It was dealing with the Rodney King rights. We were watching that on Netflix yesterday. And it's just like, we really haven't taken any steps forward. Like just listening to the speech that uh, President Bush gave at the time, it's like they weren't listening then. And then you fast forward. How many years is that? 13 years? 18, 13, 14 years later? Not, same problem. Yeah. I'm sorry, no. 18 years yeah. later. Yeah, it's 20. And we're dealing with the exact same thing. Yep. They're still not listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. At all. And then it came out this morning that the GOP platform, and this is not me being political because, you know, like, I mean, sorry. Some things that are just common sense aren't political. Uh, the, the platform for, for the re-election for the GOP this year is uh hey we're gonna we're gonna put a ban on same sex marriage now. Just well <sighs> I'm gonna be political. <laughs> Screw that because this is a platform that I love and I'm passionate about everything on this platform. But I gotta say this vote. If yeah. you yeah. if you are if you are in a disagreement with any of these things you see going on in your country that you love, it is your responsibility to vote. Simple as that. Absolutely, hundred percent. That's that's how you that's how you take the power back. We have to be, you know, we have to hold our governments accountable, and the only way you can do that is vote. And then you got to inspect what you expect. So if they're if you have voted people in and they're not doing what they said they were going to do, you got to get them out of there. You have to take control. Like the government is working for us, not the other way around. They're supposed to be the ones we put them in charge because they are there to work for us. That is what it's supposed to be. They are not the ones running the show. It's supposed to be them listening to us and taking what we, the people, want and putting those things into place. So if you find that your congressman or your senator or whoever you voted for, your mayor isn't doing that, you have the right to, to you know, voice that opinion. Yeah. So take the power back, vote, pay attention, get involved, know what's going on. That way, that you know, when stuff like this happens, you can't be like, oh, I should have voted. Nah, do your part. Do your part. Yes. Yeah. Take, take it as someone who can't vote in the U.S. election, but U.S. policy still affects what happens here. Because A, we're neighbors, and B, our conservative party would like to be uh, the Republicans. So, you know. Uh, take it from someone who can't vote in the upcoming election. Please vote. Please, please, please. Your policies have way more effect on Canada than you think. And he needs to go. I'm sorry. I'm going to be blunt. Yeah. He needs to go. I agree. 100%. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your plan, Dev? Let's, let's go uh, different. So I have been playing a little game called Disintegration. Uh, it's a game that comes out on the 16th. I got a review code for it, so I've been reviewing it. It's basically 
far into the future or whatnot. And humanity is like having all kinds of issues. And what, we're, what they're doing is they're, it's called integration. They take basically your brain, put it in a machine. Now, that is to deal with like just, you know, the world going to hell, people's bodies failing, stuff like that. And you fast forward into the future and you've got people who are now trying to reintegrate back into their human bodies. And then you have people that are like, nope, I like being a robot. I like being superior. And you've got like a race, basically robots that are the military called the Rayon, who are trying to basically rule with an iron fist and keep people either in their robots or robotic bodies or you know just take control of everything. So you've got this this band of people that are trying to rise up against that as as well as the naturals. So people who haven't integrated into robot bodies are still living in their human flesh or whatnot that are trying to band up against this this the rayon and their dictatorship trying to take over everything. And you play as um a guy who, you know, He's kind of like this hotshot kind of guy. He he was, uh, they have these things called grav cycles. That's kind of how you get around. He was kind of like a racer, hotshot or whatnot. And a prison break happens. You end up with just like a band of people. And now you're working with the resistance basically to try to, you know, rebel against the rayon and get them out of power and allow people to be able to, you know, reintegrate into their human bodies. It's a really weird take. It's like a mashup of an FPS along with some RTS type stuff. So the combat is very interesting. Like you're on your graph cycle and you have the ability to like fire your guns or whatnot, but you're also managing three to four other troops. So you have three, three characters who you can direct to go attack this or go attack that, as well as you're healing them. They all have special abilities. So you kind of want to like Put their special abilities together like there's one chick who has like this this slowing field so she'll slow down the enemies and then you have another guy who can launch a, like a, a missile attack from the sky or whatnot so you kind of want to slow them down and then drop the mortars on them and then you got somebody who has concussion grenades so you're trying to mix all of these abilities together with your troops as well as you're taking fools out with your guns you, you eventually get to upgrade your guns and stuff like that so it's a really interesting mix of, of combat it's something I've never seen before in a game like that, and it's, it's actually a lot of fun. It starts off pretty slow. The story takes a while to get into, um, but so far I'm actually having fun with just the combat aspect of it and trying to see where the story is going. Because it's since I'm playing like the early build, there's a lot of stuff that just kind of just seems like it's missing. Like the game feels very empty and uh, very hollow, uh, but. I'm hoping that like a day one patch will will, will kind of fix some of that. The game does look a little little kind of kind of rough around the edges, um, but otherwise it's fun. And it's also a whole multi multi uh, player to it that I haven't jumped into yet because I'm waiting for the game to actually launch to be able to get into an actual multiplayer game with with a good amount of people. And um, the multiplayer pits, I believe, it's three teams against each other. And again, it's like you and your graph cycle with your troops going against other people trying to down points and stuff like that but the combat is very different it's a lot of fun it takes a minute to, to actually get into it like the tutorial i would say it's probably about five to six missions long before you really get a grasp on it um but otherwise it, it, it's fun and it's from a bunch of like ex bunchy devs and um some some really good caliber talent that are that creating this game so so far, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm recording a lot of video of me playing, so I'll, I'll put together a video review as well as a written review when I'm, when I'm done with it. But so far, it's, it's been 
pretty fun experience and something different from like any of the other stuff that I've been playing. So that that's been cool. It's pretty much been all I've been playing. I did jump into Destiny a little bit, um, just because they had a, a new release, a new season started. So I jumped into that and. So far, the story there is cool, but there's just not a whole lot to do. It's just super grindy, so I'm just kind of waiting for the next season when I can see get some more story bits. But other than that, chilling like a villain. Hold on, yeah. I got a multitude of questions about this game because mm-hmm. when I heard that you were in- reviewing it, I immediately went and looked it up because I've never heard of this game before. Mm-hmm. Ow, we brought it up on the show before. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> 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 but not shocking I, like, at all. No, nah, I, I remember you bringing it up. But I didn't know what the heck it was, so I went on the um, because I didn't see it on the PSN store. So I went on the it's Xbox store. Yeah, but the Xbox usually they have like you know oh, you can pre-order stuff oh, like that. You mean pre-orders? Yeah, mm-hmm. the pre-order section on the PlayStation Store right now is broken. It's had the same nine games for the past three weeks, and I believe it should be fixed once The Last of Us formally releases and is no longer available for pre-order. Ah, uh, gotcha. Cause um, so I had to go on the Xbox store and look the game up, mm-hmm. and, it, and it looks really, really good. It looks really polished. It looks like a really cool game, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to why this game hasn't been getting much noise behind it. You know, it's weird. I feel like they had like a pretty good showing. I don't remember if it was last E3. But they had like a pretty good showing where it it looked super interesting. So it was it's been on my radar for a while. But then they just kind of went quiet and you didn't really hear anything else about it. And then like with COVID, everything getting delayed. And then like right now it's Last of Us. Like that's the big game that everybody's looking for. So they just kind of, you know, falling under the radar. There's been a lot of um, a lot of review talk of it this week because the embargo lifted on the 10th. So there's been a lot of chatter like all over the Internet. The 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 game director has been doing um, interviews. Um, a couple people have been like just posting like gameplay and stuff like that, and also streaming. Wow! And there goes my son. <laughs> okay, recording. So you gotta go, bud. I don't care. You gotta go. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Hold on a second, guys. Go ahead. Parenthood. <laughs> what can you do? It's the fifth chair. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say. Dev is coming back now. Lord have mercy. This, this, this is why you the get children, a they don't care. Nah, no lock. He'll just bang on the door. Uh, so like, <laughs> like how my cat just yowls outside the door if the door is closed. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a fun game. Um, it hasn't gotten a whole lot of press. I don't know if it really will, to be perfectly honest, just because it just falls in the shadow of The Last of Us 2. I was going to say that. This feels like a game that's going to get completely lost in the shuffle of Last of Us 2. And maybe it'll do good on Xbox, but on PlayStation, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. It's going to be something I'll think a few months down the line, we're probably going to see it discounted steeply, like half off probably. And people will probably pick it up then. Yep. Yep. It's not even a $60 title at launch. I believe it's either 40 or 50 at launch. Oh. It's, uh, it's, it's in the Ratchet and Clank 2016 uh, price range. Okay. I might check it out then. It yeah. looks cool. It looks really cool. 
Yeah, I, 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 you know, I love the the sci-fi futuristic type stuff. So this is like totally right up my alley. And like I said, once you get the the hang of the combat, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it looks up like up my alley. I love sci-fi too, and it kind of goes into what I'm playing. But before I go into what I'm playing, Haley, what you been playing? Uh, literally the Last of Us. That's it. Just been playing the Last of Us one. Uh, I had apparently finished. When I streamed the game, apparently I turned the difficulty down to, like, easy. Not that it matters, I have the platinum. Um, but I guess that I finished it on easy or whatnot, uh, had had enough things to, like, start a new game plus, and I just did. And I will say, when you play that game on easy, the game's just like, here, take all this ammo! And it's <laughs> like, take all this ammo have way too many crafting ingredients so you're always full of crafting materials just go nuts so it's very nice not having to worry about everything uh i'm currently at the dam i i just got to the hydroelectric power plant um so you know about three quarters of the way through um that's cool other than that haven't really played much because uh you know mental health um <laughs> Very excited for Friday. Uh, we'll be we'll be streaming potentially the game. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Just a because you know uh, how I'm doing, and b uh, I'm not sure that I want. I will be streaming this game at some point, but I'm not sure that for my first playthrough, I want to like not focus on the story. Uh, this is not a spoiler for the game because I I wouldn't do that anyways. Uh, Kevin's review of the game was awesome. Uh, he posted it in the Discord for those that are interested. Uh, but I do like that Naughty Dog came out and said, like, in the spirit of accessibility, uh, there are no difficulty trophies for this game, for the Last of Us Part. That's awesome. So, uh, there's like sixty plus accessibility options or whatnot in the menus, and also for the those who care about trophies like myself, there are no difficulty trophies at all. That's you can awesome. Play the game on any difficulty you like. Uh, and the difficulties are even customizable once you've selected them. So you can play on Survivor and have combat difficulty be extremely easy. Like, however you want to play. Like, the, the combinations, uh, according to those who have played it, are fantastic. So, very interesting. I see Greg Miller has already platinumed it. Uh, <laughs> what a surprise. Has, uh, that wouldn't surprise me, but I also uh, listened to their Last of Us review on Friday, and he was still working on it, so. Well, he he tweeted out earlier today that he platinumed it. Oh, okay. And he said the the trophy list was fantastic. It's awesome. Excellent. Well, so for all you hunters out there, apparently it is twenty six trophies long. So that's it. Yep. The, I mean, the first game only had twenty six. I felt like forty six. I mean, it had twenty six in the base game, but when you play it on PS4, it's got all the multiplayer uh, DLC trophies and the Left Behind Oops. trophies. So ah, um. I I have Death Stranding installed because I bought it when it was on sale. I don't know if I'll play it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this, Haley. You should try it. And sure, I say this because once you get into the game and you know what to do, it's really relaxing. Okay. It is a so super reacting game. Let me play the game where you can make uh, grenades out of piss. <laughs> That's not a big aspect of the game. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah, that's not a big aspect of the game as people made it out to be. Like, I, I, I just think it's funny. That's it is. that's the thing. 
that, like that's I, that's why I keep bringing it up. It's funny. <laughs> but when I when I played it, it was super relaxing. At least you got to the ending of it. Then it got annoying. But super relaxing game to play. Kind of took my mind off of things. A game that you could play listening to music. Honestly, it's really cool, fun game. Don't play it now, but like I said, because you're going to be playing The Last of Us this week. I think you shouldn't stream it, in my opinion. I think you should just enjoy your time with it because this is a game you've been waiting for for so long. Something Sometimes... It, it's the sequel to my GOAT game, and I'm very excited for the Ellie edition to arrive. I know it'll be a couple days because Donnie has to send it. Yeah, so um, just <laughs> just enjoy the but, game. Yeah, uh, for those who aren't aware, by the time you're listening to this, Preload has been live for a couple days already, like, Yep. Preload went live seven days ahead of release, which is rare for games on PlayStation. They're normally 48 hours in advance. Um, yeah. Got my preload already yeah. dead. So I've had I my SSD. It's just sitting there taunting me. Four plus days. Because, and... like, I, I don't know what anybody if anybody else does this, but I separate, like, the PlayStation games into their own folder, like, and I label it exclusives. Just toss all the PlayStation exclusive games in there. So The Last of Us Part 2 is sitting right beside The Last of Us Remastered. So every time I'm in the folder, it's just got a timer over it and it's going, ah. <laughs> Yeah, I do the same thing. I have basically mine between AAA games and then uh, not AAA games. I That's have, pretty much it. I have all alphabetical. separated uh, open world, uh, linear story, and then exclusives and online. But I only have like three games yes. in that folder. Whoa. I have folders. I am way more detailed than y'all with y'all folders. I have a folder that says anime games. I have a folder that says sports games. I have a folder that says action adventure. I have a folder that says RPG. So every game, every genre that I like is in different folders. Okay, but RPGs would generally class as open world games most times. Yeah, but... Not if he wants to be in the RPG folder. Yeah. I have, like, different folders for almost every type of game. Because I have a whole bunch of games. But I'll tell you... I probably have 400 to 500 PS4 games. Okay. How many so do you I, have? But they're not all installed. Do you really need that many folders? I have. I want to say 200. You, you, installed? You do not have 200 games installed on your system. Yeah. I have a 4 terabyte hard so drive in the system. And I have an external hard drive. Okay. I, I so, have a 4 terabyte external hard drive and a... And a two terabyte internal there is absolutely no way i would install wow. 200 games at once i have like 50 installed and that's it i have a bunch installed i have so i have <laughs> i guess it's eight terabytes all together and i just install the game to keep them installed like wow if you're not I have playing them, a terabyte them. drive and a 256 external that's just for this this, this is an ssd that's just for destiny i do not have that many games installed i will delete something real quick I, I yeah. do sometimes. It depends on the games, though. Really, I just I like to keep a lot of games on hand. Especially, I wish I would have did it more because I've lost games because I didn't have them installed. Like I just found out recently that I lost all my Activision Transformers games, and I'm pissed about that. Like, oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, they, they all like, delisted, and you can't install them again, right? Yes. Yeah. That's one thing about going digital. F in chat for dev. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I, uh, I mean, I don't replay stuff. So once I'm done with it, I'm done with it. That's just kind of the way I roll. Delvin, what I you got time for that? This is going to be funny to you guys and enjoyable oh, to you guys. I have been playing Terminator Resistance. Oh, God. 
I told you guys about this game a while back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's the first person shooter Terminator game. And I said, I wanted to play something that was, because I was playing um, Judgment. But the thing about Judgment, I knew I wasn't going to be finished with it before The Last of Us 2. So I wanted to play something that was short. Right. Terminator Resistance is only like 10 hours long. So I started back playing it. And I'm literally almost finished with the game. Nice. And even more surprising, to Haley's delight, I'm most likely going to platinum this game. Nice. Oh, look at that. How many will that make for you? 12. That's 10 more than I got. Yeah. It's. Y'all got got work to do. (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) This game is one of the easiest games to ever platinum. There's like two missable trophies. No. And the easiest game to platinum is Jack and Jill DX. I got that plat. <laughs> I'll put it to you this way. I was playing the game and I was almost through the I'm like I was like 50% through the game and I had 80% of the trophies. And I didn't even I wasn't even trying. Wow. I wasn't even trophy hunting or anything like that. I just stumbled on to 80% of the trophies. And they were like, oh, I might well just get all the trophies. It's a... When I finished Days Gone, I know this is a different game, but it's just like to the spirit of what you're talking about. When I finished Days Gone, I had like 75% of the trophies. Yeah, this game is It's it's pretty common for games now to have you be mostly down the trophy list by the time you finish the story. That's the only way I'll ever platinum something is if I can finish the game and platinum it at the same time, then we get in that plat. Otherwise, nope. Red Dead will yeah. be right up your get right right up your alley. Yeah, but that's like forty thousand hours long. Very true. You, hey, to get the platinum in that game, you have to skin every animal. So, <laughs> nope. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. You you that's also you also have to fight a bear eighteen times during the story mode and win. Each time. Why would I do that? Nope. Great question. It's an actual trophy for the game. But, yeah. Shenanigans. This game is generic. It's a generic shooter with small, like, weird RPG elements into it and, like, quest elements where you can talk to people. And apparently it has multiple endings. Oh. So, like, you can play multiple endings. You can talk to people and build relationships. This game feels like a game that if they were to put time into the polish and add more stuff into it, it would have been a really good game. But it's, like I said, it's a generic game. It's probably one of the better Terminator games to come out. But like I said, it's just generic. It's a shooter. And one weird thing it does is this. I, I think this is weird for any video game. The main, protect, the main bad guy in the game is obviously like the infiltrator Terminator. Mm-hmm. Mm. You fight the infiltrator Terminator in the middle of the game and kill him. Oh, wow. So you kill the main bad guy in the middle of the game? Yes. And so it's just like, oh, well, I guess this guy who's been hunting me down, I've just killed him. So I guess that's done. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's different. Yeah. Yay. But it's a super fascinating game. I, I like it overall. Because it's just a game to play if you don't have if you don't have nothing to play, you want to kill time. Plus it's easy easy platinum platinum trophy, really, honestly. But if you want something cheap to play, cheap and fun to play for a short period of time, you can find it for cheap. Get it. Ten, twenty dollars, I think it's worth it. 
That sounds like the perfect game to play before The Last of Us 2 drops. Yes. Well, here it is. Yikes. All right. So, with that in mind, let's just move right on along. Not going to really do any questions this week, just so we can get into some discussion, because Delvin has a lot to say. Oh, yes. I have a lot to say about this one topic. I mean, I was very excited <laughs> to answer that question, but all right. Well, you know, it was it was from, I didn't ask it last time we actually had this question. I kind of left this part off, and it was just like our, at the cut podcast said, are people burnt out on open world games? No. Let's answer. No. They're not. Well, there you go. That's the answer. No, no, no. Clearly, I think. I mean, clearly they're not because people are a still buying them, and I mean, people's tastes are different based on each person. And I'm going to use us as an example. I love open world games, but Dev may not. I don't know Dev's personal opinions on open world games, but you know, I'm just using this as an example. I love open world games. They're fun. They're generally fun to platinum too um but others may not like if if you're not a fan of open world games there are still games out there for you not every game is open world and not every game should be either i think open world games have changed so much in the past 10 15 years it's almost mm-hmm. like in a way it's like almost every game's open world now in terms of it but like it's more or less like, okay, you have these games that have open areas that you can go around and do things into. Like the game I just talked about, Terminator Resistance. It's not open yeah. world, but you can play in this big open area for and like go around and look for things. So I think it's just open world is one of those genres that kind of evolved so much where people are still mm-hmm. not tired of it now because it's just constantly evolving. And I think that's a good thing. Like Open world games can consist of Fallout or consist of games like The Witcher consist of Spider-Man. Like, there's so many different ways you can yeah. go with open world games. This still has room to grow. Yeah. When I think open world, I'll always just use GTA as the model because that's basically what's what started. For me, an open world game is a game like GTA or Skyrim where you can literally just be sidetracked forever and not be doing anything that has to do with any of the main story. Like, you can just run around in GTA and blow stuff up, you know? And do I think people are burnt out on them? No, but I do think you're you're starting to see a shift towards more story into story oriented, like linear something driven. I think you're starting to see a lot more of those type of games pick back up to where people are looking for you know something that's story based that I can get from the beginning, a middle, and an end instead of just just this massive open world take forever to play. Like you still have a lot of people that are into those, but I think we're starting to see more of a shift towards story-based games. So, like, your controls and your uh, horizons and stuff like that, I think you're just starting to see a little bit more of a shift towards story, you know, story-based games. I agree. But even with that, I think that um, these, even with these story-based games, they are kind of having open worlds, like Horizon Zero Dawn has a great story, and it's an open-world game. Yeah. Um, God of War, even. God of War is I don't really look world. at that as it's kind I don't of, look at either one of those really as open world. It's got an open play space, but there isn't a bunch of stuff to get you sidetracked to where you're not doing main story. Uh, like Horizon's world is huge, but there isn't a lot to do. Well, there's it, you a know? ton to do if you go for the platinum, which includes completing I'm this is I, I have the platinum and I, I still don't feel like there was oh, that I much felt to like, do. There like was you're a just ton. you're just you're just picking up collectibles. 
Okay, but you're also exploring like every nook and cranny. You're going for the metal Not flowers. Really? You're going for the tombs to get the side batteries. quest. For side me, quest, that stuff doesn't feel camps. like an open world like a GTA or a Skyrim in any way, shape, or form. And like I said, I platinum that game and I got all the metal flowers and it wasn't a whole lot of exploration. You have the map, you go straight to the place. Like it just doesn't to me it didn't feel like like this open world sandbox where you can see dynamic things happening or whatnot. That that being said, Horizons World is fantastic and I'm very excited to see how Horizon two is uh how their open world is. Even though we know where it is. Just based right on because the the first game was kind of obscure with its location you didn't know until you were halfway through the game where the game was set with this one they've just come right out in the open with it like hey here's some landmarks you will definitely recognize the forbidden west yeah yes. but um i liked that you, you could definitely see the remains of the golden gate bridge and the uh port of san francisco building just underwater um so, you know, very cool, very cool. Yeah. All right, let's get into this news. So, Haley, your first story, what you got for us? Uh, you've left me in the spot here because I didn't have the article open. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just that Sony was fined uh, 3.5 million Australian dollars, uh, which totals out to about 2.4 million uh us uh, no do not play sound on this website um essentially like they were hit with this fine for denying customers refunds for faulty playstation games um essentially like they've had to Consumer guarantee rights do not expire after a digital product has been downloaded and certainly do not disappear after 14 days or any other arbitrary date claimed by a game store developer. Uh, ACCC chairperson Rod Sims said in a release date. Um, essentially, it's just like Sony has to offer refunds now um, in Australia because of this lawsuit. And I'm wondering if it's going to, you know, just change their stance on refunds in general interesting i wonder if they'll start giving people refunds on games they take away from your system i like if they, you, can't, if they you, can't they can't do that that's different if a game is delisted and unable to be played that's different than a game that i'm going to use wwe 2k20 here as an example australian Consumer rights laws would say that they would have to give a refund for WWE 2K20 because it because was it's broken. Broken, like that game was hot garbage the second it hit the system, and still is hot garbage to this day. Uh, I don't even play wrestling games. I have no fight in this. I I have no straw in this fight. But like that game was hot trash, and is the reason you're not getting a WWE 2K21. You're now instead getting that animated looking battle royale game. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but that game is a perfect example of why this lawsuit happened because there were Sony's stance on refunds was just, Hey, no, we're not doing them. And Australian consumer rights laws is like, yes, you are. You are absolutely doing them. Yeah. Which I think they should do refunds, especially in situations like 2k. And I feel like they get away with a lot of stuff. They probably shouldn't be getting away with in terms of video games. Like 
like I said earlier, just a second ago, that the fact that they can like you can pay for a game and then at one point in time they're like, uh, it's got delisted. You can't get your game back. Well, you just lost your game essentially. That doesn't seem okay. I mean, the question is that is that in the terms? Also, generally, when games are delisted, you can still download them. There's only a couple rare occurrences of games not being able to be re-downloaded. Like if I had a PS3 still, I could re-download Scott Pilgrim, the game. I I own that game. It's in my library. Unless they physically tell you that you can't download it, like the Telltale situation, that's different. The Telltale stuff was removed for legal rights and you were unable to download it because Telltale didn't exist anymore. That was a different story. It's like the PT situation. That's That game doesn't exist. The rights for it have expired and they pushed an update to make it undownloadable if you delete it. But games... I'm going to... Let's go, for example, and this would never happen because it's a Sony exclusive. Let's use Horizon as an example. If that game gets delisted, anybody who owns it digitally could still play the game and reinstall it because they purchased it. It's just delisted and unavailable for purchase. I will give you a perfect example. This has happened to me. This just, like I said, like I said earlier, I had all the Activision games, Transformer game on PS4 and Electronic Core. All of them are now I can no longer download or play. That is. Five games. That's Rise of Allspark. That's the War for Cybertron, which came out in 2016. That's the Legend of Korra. And it's a, it was like two more Transformer games that came out. All that's like a good almost two hundred dollars a game that I just don't have access to anymore. Yeah. And and that's kind of messed up. If you pay money for, for a game and they just take it out your library and you cannot download it or do anything with it anymore. Like I said, I got to wonder if there's something in the terms and conditions about that type of stuff happening. Like, I got to imagine there's got to be, because that'd be the only way I, I would think they would be able to, you know, cover their ass with, without having to issue tons and tons of refunds for stuff that gets delisted. Yeah, I would think so. I would think that's definitely something that's in the terms and conditions and all that BS that nobody actually reads. Right. And I mean, that is one of the the big things for going digital is that at any point in time, there's the possibility that the games that you own can no longer be available and you can no longer download them at all. And that is one of the risks you run when you decide to buy digital games is that there may come a point in time where it's just no longer available. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yep. Ugh. I'm excited. All right. You're Moving along. Dev. Yeah, man. Controversial cult hit Kingdoms of Amalar is getting... Remastered and re-reckoned. Uh, this is one of those games that has a very, very checkered past. Um, uh, I'm looking at you. I forgot the name of the studio was. Uh, Kurt Schilling and... Uh, what was it called? Man. 38 Studios. 38 Studios, yeah. I know it's in Rhode Island and, and they uh, just... Big, huge oof. games. Yeah, it was, it was just really bad. Really, really bad situation where they basically just... Kind of took all the taxpayers' money to make this game actually, and then just completely screwed everything up. Okay, but actually, fun fact about that, that wasn't, I mean, Kurt Schilling's an a-hole. No yes. doubt about that. But, but, the game studio, like, taxpayer money thing, that was actually on the fact that an election happened and the government that took over didn't want to honor the deal and instead didn't wait for the game to actually make money. They just reneged on the deal and were like, we need all that money back now. And 38 Studios was like, we don't have it. 
the game hasn't made money yet. And the Rhode Island was like, well, too bad. Pay us. <laughs> if, if I'm correct, it wasn't technically this game that bankrupt the studio. It was the game that they were making that based they were off trying this game. to make. Yeah, they were trying mm-hmm. to make an MMO. Copernicus or whatever, their MMO version of this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It looks. It was so. It looks so oh, promising. It too. did. It did. It looked really. It had cool. great art. It had good, like good writers, like R. A. Salvatore, who, I mean, who has done yeah. a lot of writing in that. Uh, Todd McFarlane was was the art lead. Like it. It. It was something special. And I was like really looking forward to it because that was when I was big into my MMOs. Yeah. That was when I was like heavy in the world of Warcraft, and this was right up my alley. And this game was as close so as much got. fun. Uh, th- yeah. This game this- also had Ari Salvatore and Todd McFarlane on it as well. Yeah, yeah but, um, absolutely. You know, it was fun. I'm ex- very excited to jump back in. You know, it comes out at a perfect time right before uh, Tony Hawk and right before Cyberpunk. So, you know. Uh, yeah. It, it was a really nice looking game. The combat was really cool. It wasn't like turn-based. The, it had some really cool RPG is elements. Really, is really cool too. Like when you build yeah. up enough meters to activate the, the slowdown, like the stop time ability. And it's mm-hmm. not for those who have never played it. It's not like an actual stop time ability. Essentially, you you have the ability to wield fate or whatnot, and just it stops time as like a game point, a gameplay mechanic, and you just it can attack everything within sight and just do massive amounts of damage. It's great. Uh, the weapon designs are really cool. It's the, one of the first games I've seen to have shock rooms. Those things are so yeah. good. Um, also. Uh, I don't know if it will be in the remaster. I hope. Um, if you pre-ordered this game, you got like the Omni Blade from Mass Effect as a weapon. It was awesome. Um, I never used that thing. You also got Commander Shepard's armor too, which was very nice. Didn't use that either. Uh, I I definitely used it. It was great. Fun fact about this game, though, since neither of you care about achievements, uh, there is a trophy in the original game for talking to an NPC without any clothes on. Shenanigans! Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's either way. I'm really excited for this game, just based on the combat. I had a, a lot of fun with it. The story yeah. was kind of all over the place. There was a lot to do. The world was gorgeous and big. It had some really cool RPG elements to it, where you could really build your class and build out your character. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So I'm definitely looking forward to picking this one up when it drops, just as something nice to to play before you know getting into cyberpunk. the next gen stuff or getting into cyberpunk. Yeah. So. Uh, Dope. This, this game comes out August 18th. So, exactly. Good time for it to come month, out. One month after Ghost of Tsushima. Good time yeah, to come We'll out. see if I'm finished with it by then. Probably not. So, yeah. Pick that game up if you're, if you're looking for something a little different, a little blast from the past. Oh, yeah. I would say check that one out. All right, Delvin. What you got for us? All right. Strap in, folks. This is going to be a long one. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. So, everybody who saw the PS5 reveal event was excited for all the things that they got shown. One game in particular kind of was a big highlight, and it was Spider Man Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. And oh, boy. As soon as the press conference ended, words start coming out from Sony executive himself saying that this is a, not a standalone game, but just. The expan- expansion of mm-hmm. the of Spider-Man PS4 game that's going to basically be on P- PlayStation 5, which got everybody in the uproar and caused a whole bunch of 
a kerfuffle, which many sites, including IGN, were reporting mm-hmm. that this was an expansion to a PS5 Spider-Man game. Now here's this article coming out today, which had which is Sambia Academy correct. Spider-Man Miles Morales is a standalone game and the next adventure into Marvel's Spider-Man universe. Developer Exambiac Games set Friday morning to dispel confusion over the nature of the PS5 title revealed during Thursday's Sony Future Gaming of Gaming event. We will reveal more Exambiac scene at a future date. How did this get messed up so bad? How do you... Because they're both not wrong. Sony is correct. This is technically an expansion, but it's an expansion on the level of the Lost Legacy for Uncharted. This is not a full-length Spider-Man game, but yes, it is a standalone Miles Morales game, and that is fine. And you will probably get a full-size, same length as the original Spider-Man game, with Miles as a playable character, as well at a later date. But they needed something for launch, and, you know, Spider-Man's hot, Miles Morales is hot right now. I'm just... You know, very excited to be able to play as Miles because Miles is a fantastic Spider-Man. Uh, the fact that this got messed up in translation is not on IGN, though the way they were reporting was ridiculous. Uh, it is also not First of all, Sony for being. Yeah, for to say what I'm gonna say, <laughs> an expansion is something that you is like DLC. This is not an expansion. It's a standalone. It's its own game. It happens to be in the same universe. Yes. Do not call that an expansion. The Lost Legacy was not an expansion because you didn't need you did not need Uncharted 4 to play that. It's a standalone game. Just because it exists in the same universe using the term expansion is the wrong thing to do. No, you know what an expansion is? An expansion is the Burning Crusade added on to World of Warcraft. I mean, an expansion is the Wrath of the Lich King after Burning Crusade on World of Warcraft. Lost. So by calling it an expansion is just the wrong terminology. This is its own game. Lost Legacy it's, was a, its own game. Lost Legacy was originally meant to be an expansion for Uncharted. Meant to be, but when it came out, it's its own game. You don't ever need to do anything with Uncharted 4 to play Lost Legacy. At all. Yes. You don't need to own it. You don't it's not it's not expanded content for it. No, it's its own game. So by calling this game an expansion and then reporting that incorrectly, it just screwed everything up. Yes. It's its own game. It just happens to exist in the same universe, which is fine. It's not an expansion. It's a standalone game. And that's and the fact that Insomniac had to call that out several times to people. On Twitter was ridiculous. Like they say, it's point blank, it's standalone. But I heard it was an expansion. We just said it's its own game. It's a standalone title. And this is all Sony's fault, by the way. They screwed this up. Yeah. Whoever, whoever was the one who gave that statement should not have ever said expansion. Correct. They messed up the Spider Man's rollout so bad because people were like, oh, this is an expansion of Spider Man PS4. Why didn't they just say it was an expansion? It, it completely mixed up the message. Of the game. Mm-hmm. Completely. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, do I need Spider-Man 4 to play it? Can I play Spider-Man 4? Is this a remaster of Spider-Man 4? No, it's none of that. It's none of that at all. Yeah. And that's what got me so upset about this. Because this game is clearly important. Oh, yeah. To PS4. It's essentially a launch game for PS5. It's holiday, holiday 2020, whatnot. And for them to mess up the messaging so bad on this game is baffling. I've seen people who were 
completely excited for this game that I know. They, they, then they saw it was an expansion. Like, oh, no, this I don't want to play through Spider-Man again to play this. That's, the, that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying. They didn't want to go through the whole, they didn't want to buy Spider-Man again when they already yeah. own Spider-Man. So a lot of people were just saying, I don't want to buy Spider-Man again to play this. And then they were saying, the question came up, well, if it's an expansion, how long is the expansion going to be? Is it, I'm not going to pay fifty nine ninety nine to get for Spider-Man on PS5 to play a, play a two-hour expansion for Miles Morales. Can I, mm-hmm. Then they were saying, well, can I just buy the expansion for PS4? It's just play. Exactly. That's horrible messaging. Yeah, they, they totally screwed the pooch. Whoever that, that, uh, that exec that, that, that said that should, oh my God. He, put him, under, put him under, under the building right now. Let him just, uh, it screwed up so much stuff and just caused this huge kerfuffle. situation to be overblown in a way that it never should have been overblown. This is Spider-Man Miles Morales, period. It's on PS5, period. You don't need Spider-Man to play it. Yes, own uh, game. I will say the memes coming out of it and Insomniac just dunking on people that are like, hey, this is a standalone game. Source? The Twitter account is verified. It's Insomniac Games. That, yeah. that was great to see. And then the other one was like, I, I forget what it was. I posted the Discord this morning, but I died laughing when they were like, Source? He's like, yeah, I work on the game. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the problem with everybody trying to put in their own two cents and stuff like that. And you have all these anonymous sources. Like, just stop all that. That's why. That's one of the reasons why I hate a lot of the speculation in the rumor mill because you get so much mis- misinformation. The thing gets passed off as truth, and it just creates this 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 just terrible cycle of information that's just wrong that's why i always wait for like official announcements for stuff before i even go down the rabbit hole of speculation because then you get all excited or all upset over something that isn't true or is just flat out flat out just wrong yeah and i will add to this this is why sometimes it's better to wait to get all the information for your report on it because mm-hmm. i'll go back to something we talked about on the pre- previous episodes the whole Last of Us 2 kerfuffle where it leaked out and everybody was saying it's terrible and stuff like that. It doesn't mm-hmm. look good. You look at reviews today. 4, 10, 10, 10, 9.5, 10, and, 10, 10. And to also add to that Last of Us 2 statement, uh, reviewers confirming that half of the leaks that were written out and like posted everywhere are false. And they're not spoiling the game, but they're just going, hey, I've seen the leaks. They're not right. Yes, yep. and that's why a lot of times some of this stuff you just gotta ignore. <laughs> like it is, it's really bad because mm-hmm. how many people saw those leaks and thought, "Oh, this is bad," and had this negative p- opinion on the game and attacked Naughty Dog for it, which is ridiculous. Here's a great example of how someone saw those leaks, thought the game was bad, and decided to ruin everyone else's enjoyment of the game. I am no longer friends with this person, but they decided that uh oh i've seen this leaks so it's now my responsibility to post the leaks on facebook and go hey i've saved you 60 dollars and uh to that i was like hey uh how about you not and second of all that those were fake sure maybe some of the screenshots are real but you don't have the context for them because the written leaks are fake don't ruin yeah. other people's enjoyment of a game because you got spoiled by an image yeah. yeah. 
And see that that's where like the the initial writer who who posted that you know they got this information from a Sony executive. He should have confirmed it with Insomniac before even posting this. But everybody's so hard up for the scoop or the click or whatever. It's like you don't even verify the information that you're getting. The more clicks you get, the more you get paid. All he had to do was just, all right, let me go ahead and verify this with a second source. Let me go ahead and go to the go to Insomniac and find out, is this actually an expansion? Is is this something that's going to be added on basically as like DLC for the game or is this on standalone? And they could have avoided this whole thing. And so many other outlets ran with this news story that it was an expansion. And it just, it just, just misinformation. Yeah. And all over the place. Almost every outlet ran with the story that it was an expansion. I don't know how many outlets have corrected that story or how many people have actually seen that. No, this is not an expansion. I'm quite sure there's a bunch of people out there who still think this is an expansion. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just terrible. Terrible. So yeah, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, it's his own game, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be incredible. It's the game I've been waiting on. I just hope that Sunflower is in the game. I just want to play as Miles Morales, listening to that in the background. Why not put the whole... It's going to be great. Why why not just put the whole Spider-Verse soundtrack? I mean, that would be cool. That's probably going to be hella expensive. <laughs> so I would be good with just Sunflower. Okay, but, but you, you guys know that like that's a Sony-produced record label, right? They own the rights to that music. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, it's a good point. I just want the Spider-Verse suit. Oh, you'll get that'd it. Make me, that'd make you'll, me so happy. You'll get it. Now, question being, are they going to give you the Spider-Verse suit with or without the, uh, the hoodie? I want the hoodie. I'm saying I want yeah. the hoodie, the J's, everything. Yes. Yeah. Like I need all that. The the Nikes might be or sorry, the Jordans might be. Um Nah. That, nah. If NBA two K can do it, so can so I was gonna say the exact same thing. <laughs> and I mean if they licensed it for the for the movie, just go ahead and add that to all all Sony creative, you know, licensing with that with that with the Spider Verse, you should be able to just gonna, use the Jordan. It's probably stuff. gonna cost them the big bucks though. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's fair. It's worth it's it. Fair. I'm very excited. Representation matters. Now, my question. Do we think this is launching day and date with PS5 or is it coming like after? Because it's holiday. I, I say a little after. I kind of think it's going to launch day and date only because I feel like the reason why we were seeing like Spider-Man is being touted for like the SSD and the speed is because they've been working on this since Spider-Man dropped. So I think that it's going to be ready to go day and date. And that's why it just has the fall 2020 or the holiday 2020, which is the same time period that the PS5 is. The only reason they haven't said it's a launch thing is because they don't have a date yet for the actual PS5. And they probably will give us a nice, like once they have the date, we'll get a launch lineup. And I'm pretty sure this will be on there. Makes sense. I hope so. Yeah, I know I'll be. Very, oh, very excited to I, just whoo, very, dive right into that. Very stoked for this. Miles, you know, it'd be real nice if we got a Spider Gwen eventually. I was just getting ready to say that. Yeah, you know, just give us all of them. Spider Ham. No, I don't. We don't need Spider Ham. Spider Ham. I'll take. I'll take all of them. You, you want it? I'll take okay, all. But of them. see, here's the thing. John Mulaney is what makes Spider Ham funny. So unless you're gonna have. John Mulaney do mocap and whatnot to play Spider Ham in an actual Spider Ham video game. I don't think Spider Ham would work. 
Spider Ham is awesome. How dare you? Yeah, just just take the mocap we already got from Spider Verse and just throw it in the game. That's not, let's, let's go. That's not let's mo-cap. go. Mocap. That's all animation. Whatever. We're good. Yeah. Do it all. Whatever. Just take. We have the assets. Make it work. <laughs> Give me that Spider Verse animation. Copy paste. Oh, Copy paste. Oh my god. Just where's where's my Spider Gwen? Okay. A her suit hey. is awesome. B Gwen as Spider as Ghost Spider is fantastic. I hate that she's not just called Spider Gwen anymore, but. <laughs> Well, it makes I mean, sense. I... It makes sense. You don't want her going around and saying, hey, what's your name? Spider Gwen. Oh, your no, last I name mean, is actually Gwen. I mean, <laughs> to, to be fair, in comics, she's called Spider Woman, or was yeah. called Spider Woman, but Marvel deemed it too confusing because they already had Spider Woman, so they renamed her Ghost Spider. I think they yeah. did that with uh, Miles in the animated series. What? It's. They changed it. Instead of calling him Spider-Man, they called him, I think, the Arachnid Kid. That's dumb. Or something like that. That is dumb. I feel like I remember that in the animated series. Yeah. Yes. They had so, there were just so many of them. Yes. Because they, they're all basically just Spider-Man in their yeah. own universe. Yeah. So. Yes. Hey, you know what's great, though? There's a universe where Aunt May is, Spider, is a Spider-Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome. There's also a universe where... And uh, this is a slight spoiler for the uh, <laughs> for the Spider-Man 2018. There is also a universe where there is Spider-Cop. That works for me. Isn't isn't a uh, amazing that Mayday Parker? Which uh, one is that? That's, there's that's there's so daughter. many of them. Mayday Parker is Peter's daughter. Peter's daughter. That's Peter's uh, daughter. Okay. Yeah. There's so many different spider yeah. stuff. Great. Hey, yeah. there's also a universe where like uh, uh there's a bunch of universes, but there's one where like yeah. uh Spider Man is also Doctor Strange. Yes, that is true. He yeah. has the um cosmic something, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. There's yeah. a bunch of the costumes that are in Spider Man twenty eighteen give you like universe descriptions for them. Like the the one where it's like a blue flaming skull, like that's an interesting one. Yeah, that is Spider-Man with the Ghost Rider um, thing. I forgot Ed, what it's called. Yeah, yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. it, yep. it's a universe where like Bruce Banner is Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh God, I love Marvel. Yeah. So many Some of this crazy things. Um, I love it. You know. Yeah, bring me Silk too. Let me get Cindy Moon. Let's go. Give me all the stuff. Yeah, give give them all. I'll take as many Spider-Man games as possible. Yes, I will too. All right. So, just transitioning right off of Spider-Man and uh, Miles Morales coming to PS5. How hype are y'all for the PS5? We finally got the announcement. I know we talked about it briefly on Thursday with Donnie and everything, but like a few days removed from it, like how are you guys feeling about? the PS5 and what we've seen. I mean, let me put it to you this way. I haven't stopped watching the, the reveal. I'm literally just... Every YouTuber I watch that's done a reveal video, and what, even if it's the whole stream, I'll just sit there and watch it, literally, because it's so good to see everyone's reactions. I'm very excited. There's tons of great games I'm excited for that looks like um, there's o- there was only a couple I'm not interested in. I will say there is a huge controversy going on for that Goodbye Volcano High one right now um hold on what's the controversy with that pardon i said what's the controversy controversy? the writer the lead writer for that game posted child porn on kotaku whoa yeah 
So that's fun fact. that's bad. Fun fact. Um. So while Dev rightly pointed out that that is a Donnie and Haley game, that is a game I can responsibly not support. So here's something that I have to say about that. When it comes to the cancel culture and things of that nature, the lead writer, yes. he's the one with the, that put that stuff up there. Yep. So you remove him from the situation. You still have an entire team of people who have made this game. Mm-hmm. Is it right to not support the game because one person has done something that is completely against the, your views, but doesn't speak for the entirety of the people who made that game? Okay. But- In this case... In this case, yes, because unless he gets fired, I'm not supporting that game. Because... I, I will say this. In this case, I'll tell you yes, because the person wrote the game, yeah, so it's so still kind of his their game. biases are going to be, like, in there. If it was just, like, a, somebody like a creative director or somebody who just oversaw the game, I'd that'd say, nah, that'd, that'd be, be different. different. But because somebody actually wrote the game and they came up with the concept and the story and stuff like that, and if I'm correct, this is a story-based game. Yes. I say yes. I think it's apropos to not support the game because of that reason. Now, like if he didn't like if, he, if it wasn't the right like the lead writer or anything like that, somebody who was that integral to the plot, I'd say, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But because it's somebody who's so much integrated In, yeah. into the game. Yeah. I would Which say yes. Yeah, because I'd love to support this game. But they they wrote the game, and so you know their intrinsical morals are kind of tied to it. Generally, when people write games like this, um, so it it kind of feels ill advised to be supporting a game like that. Also, I have a question. Yes. Mm. How often has canceling somebody really worked? It doesn't. Personally, it generally doesn't. Uh, let's take I mean, it. Kanye has been canceled at least 17 okay, times. Okay, but Kanye played the long game, and that was funny to discover, actually. Um, secondly, secondly, uh, let's take a good example of Modern Warfare 2. Boycott Modern Warfare 2's group on Steam, and the day it came out, literally everyone was in that group was playing Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, I don't even remember that. There's literally a group. You can still look it up on Steam. It still exists. It says Boycott Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> I guess they they took out like dedicated servers or something like that for maintenance or something, and they're like, "Hey, we're just putting P two P in for now." Um, and essentially, uh, everyone was like, "All right, well, we're gonna boycott the game." And the day the game came out, they were all playing it. To my knowledge, to, my, to for, for the way I look at it, everybody who's supposedly were canceled has been really canceled, and the people who've actually got canceled were people we didn't care about anyway. Okay, like but- Roseanne. Okay, like Roseanne. You know, yeah, you know, you know who actually deserves to be canceled, and is being canceled. J.K. Rowling. So, I don't read that notebook anyway. <laughs> Does anybody actually pay attention to what she has to say? Uh, clearly, yeah, because trans rights. <laughs> because trans rights were just taken away. Taken away. So clearly, I don't think her saying anything had anything to do with it. I still, think that's still not great, and the correlation and the timing is not great either. I think that's for me, Doofus Forty Five. <laughs> yeah, for me, Harry Potter is not anything to do with J.K. Rowling. Harry Potter for me is Daniel Radcliffe. So. Hey, he said trans rights. So exactly, that's that's who I see when I think of Harry Potter. I don't think about Jake. I care less about her. It's literally funny. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, 
Rupert Grint. And I think, I don't know, I think it's Eddie Redmayne who plays the lead in, like, the Fantastic Beasts series. They all came out and were like, yo, trans women are women, trans men are men, non-binary people are valid, and uh, also F J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Uh, I love how we were talking about the PS5 and our hype levels, and we just got completely derailed. Hey, well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be XP if we didn't. You're you're the one that brought us to cancel culture, which brought up that comment. I had a valid reason to bring it up. I didn't just go, "Hey, let's switch topics." I will say this to get back on the PS5. Yeah. I was at a five, and I got chastised for it. Dev was at a five, tweet got chastised by Donnie. Yeah. I don't know why we got chastised for it, but. Because Donnie, because Donnie, he reads into like Don, all Donnie's of the, the rumor hype, mill man. and Don, the speculation yeah. and the drama surrounding everything, and that's what feeds his hype meter. Yeah. So like he's like, how did you? Guys, why would you guys not be super excited? I'm like, look, man, Sony ain't said nothing. Yeah. So my hype, my expectation level was in the dirt. Like I'm not <laughs> expecting nothing here. So that way, whatever I get, I'm gonna be happy. Yeah, we was in reality. So, <laughs> we right, was in reality right. with it. You know what? Even even being like I was I was like all right I don't know what to expect I didn't expect to see the console they showed us the Me console even. hell they showed us two consoles mm-hmm. and a bunch I like of accessories yeah, I like that, I like how they look th- that 3D headset though no don't like the look of that though don't, don't I don't like the look of the headset everything else I'm all right with but that headset looks weird the I like the look the, of the headset the, I, I need to see I need specs though. It's, there's no way it's going to be better than our Steel Series. There's no way. I don't know, man. It supports the 3D audio that they're with their new 3D engine. So I need to see like the actual sound range, the dynamic range, and everything on it before I can say anything about it. I like the look of it. I think it looks cool. I think it goes. It's a very good compliment I mean, to the it, system. It goes I'll... with the system, sure. But I don't like that. Again, this isn't a video podcast this week, so people can't see my headphones. I'm wearing. The... Oh, it isn't, huh? I'm uh, I'm wearing the PS <laughs> golds that are like the 500 million edition or whatnot. The the new headset is like they're like balls out on the ears. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. That looks weird to me. Yeah, I don't want uh, balls in my ears. I don't really care what it looks like. <laughs> All I care about is the sound. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, it's not like you about to go outside with the headset. No, but. There's an HD camera, so people would see what's on my head. And? Uh, self-consciousness. <laughs> I, didn't have so, a, yeah. I didn't have a good jingle for that one. So you, you, you started as a five. I'm at a, where, where are you feeling right now? I'm at an eight till I see that price. Yeah, I'm kind of around the same. Uh, I, I do love that everyone's just like all these placeholders that everyone's getting upset about the one that was on like play asia for 6.99 guys they're not launching a console for 700 dollars. they're not dumb yeah they're, they're I not can't launching a console all. for 700 dollars. yeah have you guys read into any of the controversy about it a lot of the game is running only at 30 frames per second and do I, you even care i, I saw care. that i have i don't care at all I, I, yeah see i, I kind of figured either one of you would care i mean i care i mean let me let me put it this way I don't care, but I also am not, like, I don't care if the game runs at 30 frames per second, but I also don't care if it runs at 60. As long as the game runs fine, I don't care. But, Uh, on a technical level, for the hardware we have, games should be hitting 60. 
But I, I can get real deep into the technical stuff of what's kind of going on and why a lot of people are thinking that games are going to only be at 30 frames, but I don't want to put Delvin to sleep. I, I, yes. But see, I would understand and enjoy this, and watching <laughs> Delvin fall asleep to it would actually be hilarious because it would be a specific form of torture <laughs> that would give me the minute amount of serotonin I would need to actually, like, just finish my day. No. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> well, I would say, um, let's just make it a smooth forty. Let it run forty frames a second. I'm good with that. God, that sounds awful. Forty is so weird. That's forty that, is hey, so strange. You know strange. what's weird? Forty eight frames a second. How'd that Even work? Better. The Hobbit. Not great. Even better. Yeah. Let's, no. let's meet it halfway. No. <laughs> it, it honestly, like, it, ugh, I've played games where like they dip in from sixty to like forty, and it's just it's jarring. It's it, really, it is very it's really jarring weird. when a game's running at sixty and dips down to like anything below fifty. It's jarring. Yeah, everything that I've read is saying that you know the PS Five is more than capable of sixty, but a lot of what's going on is that a lot of the the publishers, the de- developers, are looking for like a more Cinematography, cinema, I can't even say it, cinema, cinegraphic look or whatnot. Yeah. So, a lot of them are going for 30 frames. Yep. Um, also, because of televisions not being able to do 4K 60 with, a, with the full HDR scope, is another something that people are talking about yep. not being able to do it, which is why I just pre ordered a monitor that has a HDMI 2.1 so I can actually get the full spectrum. Um, I also know that some games, and I'm going to use Valhalla as an example here, that game may, in fact, only hit 30 frames per second, but do you know why? The director wanted it that way. Nope. It's a... I have no clue. It's a multi-gen game, so... Oh, okay. I I don't think that's... I don't think the multi-gen is why I would hold it back. I mean... Because it's basically just a slider. Sure, but... The base code still needs to be able to run at the lowest setting. And yeah, I don't think it's that. I think it's literally just the direction that the that the that they wanted to take with the game, and I think that's why it's still in thirty frames. And that's another one of the things that a lot of people are saying. Like a lot of the developers are trying to go for that look, and that's why the games are running in thirty frames, not because of a limitation of the hardware, but that's because that's the look and feel that they're going for I also, with the game. I also like that like Sp- uh, Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan were like, nah, we're not gonna push that as a standard. It's like then then why ha- then why have it? Like That has been like what they that's the crazy part. That's what everybody has been saying about this gen. Like Sony not Sony, Microsoft has been saying like four K sixty is gonna be the new standard, you know? Yeah. And then, so to not have games launch at that is just weird. Yeah, but they also but. said they were not gonna make it a standard like requirement to release their games, but just just like all right, then why are you saying it's gonna be the new standard? Because clearly, yeah. based on what's coming out, it's not. Yeah. It's called lying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You didn't have to be so blunt. Well, sometimes you got to be honest. Yeah. I just feel like you got to give give us the options. Like, if I want to yeah. play, if I have the ability to play it on something in 60 frames, like, give us the ability. Give us the the graphical mode and then the performance mode. Like, if you're making these super high-powered systems, like, give us that. Give us that at least. Yeah, I but I know most people probably who are on console are really not going to care about the frames. It just it's not really a big deal with most console gamers. They're typically more than okay with thirty frames per second. So okay. if you can get a solid thirty, 
4K full HDR, really great, great, uh, just everything else runs smooth and the game looks pretty. Most people are not going to care that it's in 30. My TV looks great running HDR. It's fantastic. So. And the last I have the crap last, HDR on my TV. The last The Last of Us looks fantastic in 60 frames. Yes, it does. That's the only time I ever noticed it, by but, the way. But you know what the weird thing is? The Last of Us Part 2 only runs at 30 frames. That's weird. I don't think that's weird at all. I think the game is just doing so much more that it's pushing the PS4 to its limit. And not, the PS4 is, is, is held back by its CPU. The CPU is the reason why we can't get games at 60 frames per second on PS4. It's just held back. CPU is pretty weak in comparison. So. Yeah. But yeah, man. I'm at about an eight. I'm at, Waiting I'm to see these prices. I'm at a nine. Now. Any any predictions on price? Yeah, I'm saying five hundred. For uh, both? I know. I'm saying five hundred for disc, and I think, I think maybe four fifty digital. I said, I'm gonna stick with. It. I said three ninety nine for discless, and four ninety nine for disc. Uh, I feel like it's going to be that as well. I think 399 and 499 is going to be where it's at. And I think that's perfect. I, I think that um, the this one, the discless one is going to not have that much space. It's probably going to have like 850 terabytes. I think it's going to say have, the, have the exact same hard drive. They, they've even said that they're literally the exact same system. One just doesn't have the disk drive. Hey, you yeah, know what's that's... great? They, they've said that you can put, uh, modify the SSD. The, the design of that console does not make it look easy to replace. <laughs> I know that we don't have it in our hands, so like we can't like justify like how easy it's going to be to change that stuff out. But the design for me, that it's always easy to pull things apart. That's what I do. You're different. <laughs> I'll just send. I'll send mine to The Design of that console just makes it seem not easy to do. So I hope at some point they're going to support external SSDs. I think they said that. I think they no, said they're going to support that. They're ex- supporting no. external hard drives for PS4 games that you can mm-hmm. plug in. But okay, currently there is no, um, there's no indication. The USB throughput is not fast enough to handle the speed of their SSD, which is why it's an internal NVMe slot. So you have expandable storage by throwing another one of those in, but it won't be just a USB drive because USB is just too slow. One second, uh-huh. guys. No problem. Yeah, I can't see where the SSD might go. Maybe it'll be like in the top or a back where like a pullout tray possibly. Most but likely. I don't think it'll like be that. too difficult to to swap out. And well, it, have you noticed that the little texture is actually a little the sacred symbols? I didn't notice that. That's awesome. Yeah, so if you there's been people who have zoomed in and all the little texture that looks like just little bumps or dots are actually the sacred symbols all over the console and all over the the accessories yeah i saw that it looks pretty cool sorry I'm bad. i got i gotta say you guys are freaking nerds <laughs> y'all are zooming in <laughs> to see this little this little texture oh did you see the textures who knows who does that oh uh, i mean you're calling me a nerd have you seen my wall not oh, you i'll talk to people who done that in general look let me zoom in on this ps4 <laughs> Hey. Oh yeah, man! I zoomed in to see the ports. I zoomed in to see everything that I could. Like, how about that oh, sweet shit. etched plastic? I mean, I love it. I think it looks awesome. I'm hoping that it comes with the stand. 
Because I have my PS4 is standing the, up and I bought the stand for it. Uh, so I'm hoping that it actually comes with the stand this time. I mean, time. based on the design and the fact that it looks like it would be uneven without the stand, it probably is going to come with the stand. Um, that would make me very happy. Yeah. Uh, but did you guys see the mock up of the Miles Morales edition? Obviously, it's not like a confirmed thing, but there's like uh, a mock up. It's black. Of, it's uh, black and red and it looks amazing. Yes, it looks really cool. I would be down for that. I love red accents. It's great. But I'm good with this white and black and blue. It's very pretty. It is. I want one right now. All right. So we we have some hype going in. What about The Last of Us 2, guys? It comes out Friday. Oh, I'm stoked. Uh, Oh, hey, by the way, based on your notes, you guys know the drop is dead, right? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I didn't. It's called something else. Yeah, because your your notes every week have been like, there's no drop, but here's a notable game. And it's like, unfortunately, when they revamped the PS blog, they were like, hey, the drop is dead. The last it's called something drop. It's called there something else. It's called something else now. I don't care. It doesn't matter. The only drop that matters is Last of Us 2 this That's week. That's fair. Yeah. I'm very excited. I literally just I want to be playing it. Also, so are we all going to be sequestered away? Are we? I don't <laughs> playing know. it? <laughs> I, uh, um, I, have, I have Friday off, and the, as soon as the game comes out at midnight, I'm going to play it until I can't keep my eyes open. So I'll play it after I get off work, but I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I will be playing it at uh, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, yeah, so which will be great. The same time I started. Fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. We don't, we don't need it's the all, time conversion. It's the only good thing about living on the West Coast when it comes to this stuff. The and only good thing about living on the West Coast, period. What? <laughs> what? The only good thing about living on the West Coast. It's all right. Me and Chaffee gonna come down there. All right, we gonna come up to Florida and hurt you, bro. Chaffee can kick rocks. <laughs> hey, can y'all come up and hurt me? Whoa, Haley! Canada is far. Canada is that's that's, a, that's too much. This is a I might not be able podcast. to get back in if I go over hey. there. Will they even let me in? Hey, self-deprecating humor is great. Got to get that serotonin <laughs> somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Also, this is a weird thing. It affects no one but me, but my face shape looks weird on this camera. <laughs> oh, this time in the damn podcast. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say, and that's going to do it for episode. Yeah. I think this is 36. Uh, yeah, this would be 36. Hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. You guys know where to find us. PlayStation XP on Twitter. Come to the blog at Patreon, or at, not Patreon, but uh, come to our uh, blog, uh, psvg.blog. <laughs> come visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash psvg. Toss a dollar in the tip jar. If you like what we do, you'll get a bunch of other content for at $3. And um, just want to say thank you to all of our Patreons at their correct levels. The producers, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barbone, Chris McElfrish, myself, Kyle Hyman, Paul Calicote, Michael Mesick, Grouchy Surge, and Nick Fall Harbor. Thank you guys, because without you, there is no us. For shizzle. For shizzle. So Haley, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Shepard Zarell. Uh, currently, my Twitter is literally just activism. That's literally all it is. I was in the middle of like a movie challenge and everything just like kind of happened. So now it's like just activism, which you know that that's that may or may not be a thing. I'm no grudges if you're not gonna come join me over there. Uh, you can find me on your gaming platform of choice at Haley Zarell. Um, and that's about it. 
Delvin, where can the people find you? I know you're like everywhere. Yep, the, you can find me on Twitter. Thirty-seven different podcasts. Of course, he's get, getting ready to record one now. <laughs> yeah, find me on Twitter, Devil underscore Cox. Holla at me there. Check out the Devil Cox Experience. Anywhere you get podcasts, and you can go on my bio on Twitter, and you can see the link where all of the podcast services are at. Excellent. On my website, you can find me at Dat Ninja Dev pretty much everywhere. And with that, long live play.